Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, welcome to Why Not Mint Money. I am Satya Sultanam from Mint's Personal Finance team. In this episode, we'll discuss about an interesting financial product, market-linked debentures, or otherwise called MLDs. These market-linked debentures generally come with higher returns compared to plain vanilla bonds. They deliver returns based on the performance of the underlying index such as Nifty 50 or GSEC. Say suppose Nifty 50 is the underlying index. The MLD might say if the index crosses 19000 a coupon of 10% or 15% will be paid. If it doesn't cross 19000 they may just give back the principal amount to us. Why is that? How does it work? What are the risks involved in this product? Who is this product suitable for? Is something we'll discuss in this podcast. We have with us Puneet Agarwal, founder and director at an online bonds platform Bonds India, who has almost two decades of experience in the debt industry to decode this topic. Let's start the episode. Hi, welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started on your money journey. Hello, Puneet. Hi, welcome to Why Not Mint Money. Hi, Satya. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, Puneet. Um, so uh, we want to discuss about uh, market-linked debentures in this podcast, uh, Puneet. Um, you know, it's a very interesting product. Uh, in your experience, how do MLDs help generate returns for investors? So MLDs essentially work like a normal bond only. It's normal uh, debenture that uh, the way they give returns. But the major difference between a normal NCD and MLD is that market-linked debenture essentially are linked to a one of the market uh, market indexes or any commodity prices which derive the value of uh, the returns that you get out of MLD. So there is an inherent part of a risk that is associated with it. but having said that because that risk is associated usually mlds give a higher return compared to a normal indices how do they work how, how do mlds work how are they able to give such high returns so uh, in 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 all practicality as a product mld is uh, as i said it's a very normal uh, no, uh, is uh, structured like a normal uh, uh, bond so what happens is that uh, when an issuer is looking to raise money so to to get a better to get to attract more better investors out of a, uh, uh, out of the market when they're not probably getting uh, investors where uh, from the regular pay, uh, regular paper they tend to give uh, the, the, the for an additional incentive they tend to structure mlds and to give justification to their higher return they uh, they link it to a market link uh, to a market index the biggest covenant comes into into this is that because they are market linked they are not guaranteed returns hence they come into the uh, they tend to be perceived to be in part of uh, ltcg tax bracket and that gives an additional return to the investors also that makes it more attractive to hni investors so it's a win win becomes a win win for both the sides so the issuer gets better investors and probably at a better set of investors and the issuer and the borrowers uh, sorry the investors get uh, a better return out of it as well as a tax benefit out of a perceived tax benefit out of it yeah uh, if i have to rephrase it uh, punit if i am investing 100 rupees how is that 100 rupees invested by the company which is raising the money so will that 100 rupees entirely uh, deployed by the company in whatever they want or do they invest uh, some part of it in the derivatives and the other segments to generate that higher returns 
so it is completely up to the company they declare that in the issue document but uh, in uh, in on uh, in practical uh, ways if you look at it how the market works the issuer decides where they're going to invest it is not mandatory to invest some part of it in derivatives or in, in any way so they can use it for general corporate purpose also they can use it for their company expansion also for regular business also for working capital also in certain cases where there is a inherent hedging required people may put it in currency derivatives or commodity derivatives also but that is not mandatory having a derivative desk is better to understand the benchmark figures and how you calculate the returns it is not to directly do with you are investing through the derivative desk in the derivative market to derive out a better return for the investor that is not the case so even if you look at the mld structures that are going around right now if you look at them so usually the conditions will be say for example you are going to get 9% return out of an instrument if the benchmark is 5% 10% plus minus in the current range and if it, if it's breakthroughs on one side say probably on the positive side by 50% you will get 2% more return and if it breaks through 50% on the negative side you will get 2% 3% less return which is practically if you look at it in all commercial purposes it doesn't make any sense that this is going to happen so the structure is made so in in the uh, in the theme of the product that should be what the case is but usually it is not because the structure it is structured that way that it doesn't make any sense to uh, there that market will is going to breach either of those uh, imperative boundaries in the given time frame so usually mlds are what 24 to 36 months that is the most uh, favored area 36 months so in that nobody is expecting the market to break through at that extent so 50% depreciation on gsex or nse index is hardly uh, well, nobody is going to believe that or uh, take into account in any kind of credit risk analysis understand so if somebody looks at mlds as an instrument to participate in the upside of the market but to protect the uh, downside and protect the capital is that the way to invest in uh, mlds uh, to obtain that particular really. goal So, if that's your goal, MLD is uh, probably not the right product for you because MLDs will never. The currently structured MLDs, the which we are, which are available in the market from the issuers, none of them are going to give you that kind of a return or give you the, the you know, kind of justification for the up, uh, upside of the market that is coming in. Because again, as I said, the upside is uh, spiked so high. that the impact will not be there on the coupon rate and uh, on similarly the downside is also spiked that high that the, the downside impact will not come on the coupon rate that's not the right product probably more equity uh, or more be direct capital market exposure products will be more uh, conducive for that kind of investment mlds are not the right product for that for the same Then, so the what is this a right product uh, are this just the you know plain vanilla debentures coming in the name of mlds you can say that to an extent yes so uh, so with a little so there are covered mlds also which give you a little added security and little risk risk and all that stuff but they are essentially plain vanilla mlds in guise of uh, sorry ncds in guise of mlds they don't give you any kind of market upside direct market upside or in, even tertiary market upside in any way for if you want to go into that so you, if you're looking for a direct market upside then probably uh debt funds or mutual funds or balance funds will be a more better choice or if you are a hni investor so probably and in uh, investing into pms will be a better option for you which is a more balanced pms with debt and equity spread which is more uh, equated towards the upside of the market then if they are just plain vanilla ncds in the form of mlds 
then why are they being issued by the companies and why are people even buying it so buying it as i said plain vanilla ncds are more pure so the way the market is made so as you understand you as you may have researched and seen the market has been extremely institutionally skewed for the last 20 30 years there has never been a very you know attractive market for ultra hnis hnis or retail investors in any way so for example most of the ncds that you'll say you'll see that they are double rated and only double it uh, rated by two separate uh, rating agencies then they have to be double a plus or double a they won't uh, uh, fund anything which is below double a so because of the safety and the risk factors risk valuation that the institution did and the market was skewed extremely towards the institutional side the returns were so low that it was always an attractive for any individual investor to come in whether in hni or non hni it was never a market to be becoming an active part of that has started changing in the recent times and just to create that flavor in the market of a little higher return to get that institu- uh, non institutional investor back into the market that is why these kind of structured products started coming in additional benefit to mlds where why people tend to buy it uh, uh, buy it is the uh, hni investors get the flavor of uh, tax saving a little bit that is in, since cbdt has not given any clarification on that it is wrong to say that it is tax saving but yes there is an element of uh, uh discussion over there where if you sell the ncd before the term the uh, mld before the term ends then you are in the in the ltcg bracket of 10% instead of a 30% so then that tax pick bear, bear saving element is also there that attracts the lot of hni investors into this product a normal ncd will attract 100% of the uh, taxation on the interest earned after the end of the tenure or when you sell the sell the bond so those smaller elements tend to make it a little more attractive for example a normal ncd is which is trading at 7 7.5 or probably 8% rated at double uh, a minus or double a will uh, mld of a similar company of a same company rather will be trading at 9 9.5 because of these these factors so that is the reason that uh, usually uh, companies come out with it to access that hni and the non non institutional market understand uh, so even within the mlds there are principal protected mlds and non principal protected mlds understand so what i understood from this principal protected and non principal categories is that uh, in case of principal protected uh, that portion of the amount that is raised by the nbfc will be mm-hmm. invested somewhere where after the at the time of maturity they would at least get back the principal amount which will be given back to the uh, investor and the rest of the amount would be invested uh, maybe in the derivatives or any other segment uh, which will generate that higher interest amount so by definition it is it should be done like that but in use cases most of the time it is not done like that uh, in terms of the definition that you use for principal protected uh, there can be underlying assets also to protect protect the same if that uh, if that is one of the cases yes then you can call them principal protected but then again uh, in terms of the money invested will be in somewhere where it is 100% protected that is not uh, true in every case so uh, the uh, the idea behind the uh, creating such a product was the same that you said but in practicality it is hardly ever that way because for example an nbfc will be using this money to create their float towards additional loans or securitizing the additional loans uh, existing loans 
so securitization you can put, they they classify it as principal protected because they've already given the loan and they have asset behind it but then again the derivative part of it they usually used to uh, give away new loans so in definition yes this this can be this way but in practical use it is hardly this way because most of the nbfcs or loan giving entities or microfinance companies who are very active in the market for uh, mlds these days uh, they hardly have any derivative books of their own unless and until they're hedging their uh, hedging in any way so for an nbfc probably interest rate hedging if they are doing irfs then it it may they may qualify quali- make it qualify for that but essentially it is not mandatory also and they don't do that on paper also in many cases okay so before investing in mlds investors have to check where that money will be deployed by the nbfc also right they should so they yeah. is declared also at the time of in a uh, time of in, uh, investment so when the issuer comes out with a new issue they come out with an information memoranda that is known as the im even uh, so that has all the details that are there there it has all the balance sheets numbers and the, the purpose of funds where the deployment is going to happen everything is already there uh, any investor should go through it before investing any amount of money with anyone uh and it is mandatory for them to declare this before the issue is uh, made public or uh, investors start investing in the issue uh, either of the cases so they should look at those papers and the details must be there understand so the risk of not uh, you know nbfc not repaying the money to the investor is just a credit risk that we give uh, talk uh, in in case of ncds right so what are the other kind of risks that come with investing in mlds puneet so in mlds uh, risk were very similar risk to ncds but on top of that since it is market linked there is still an inherent risk of market, uh, capitalization risk that is there speculative risk that is there which can impact into if, if there is a black swan event or there is an uh, uh, unappropriate market movement in any way depending on which underlying security it is taking as benchmark that is always there another thing is can be credit risk and counterparty risk is one other another thing you can kind of correlate both of them credit risk is towards the balance sheet and counterparty risk can be towards if the if the institution doesn't pay you back but then again usually those are interrelated institution do usually pay back and specifically if they are listed ncds with a asset cover uh, that risk is more or less negated but yes that is there apart from that uh, liquidity can be one of the things because usually mlds are very active when they are issued and very active at the end of their tenor uh, uh, when they are being uh, swapped for the taxation benefit in between the tenor hardly you will see any liquidity in the uh, in the mlds or of the issued mlds because rarely you will see an active uh, mld which is not at its maturity coming in the market secondary market for trade So usually at the start when the issue comes out then there is a huge uh, uh, liquidity uh, in terms of secondary as well as primary but then the, the uh, then the liquidity comes in at the end of the tenor so in between liquidity risk is there so as an investor if i want to exit in between tenor then i may not get the kind of returns that i'm expecting or i it may be that i will not be able to liquidate my asset that easily it may take some time also uh in active market to kind of uh, search for such an investor sure sure punit you've been in this industry for about 20 years uh in your experience have you seen any mlds 
going uh, defaulting on repaying the principal that it has taken the credit risk basically uh there so there must have been a few uh one of them that uh, top of my mind comes in is uh, one of the reliance capital ones i think that happened in 2016 17 something like that or probably 18 so uh, but usually since the tenor is so small for a company which is rated highly in a stay with a stable balance sheet that uh, since the tenor is 24 to 36 months usually companies pay off on time so that is why usually uh, default is not that common in mlds but yeah it must have happened understand sure uh, since you mentioned that taxation is one of the major advantages for the mlds let's talk about that point uh, what i've understood is uh, for an investor to benefit from the capital gains taxation from the mlds the instruments have to be sold or it has to be uh, you know given back to the issuer uh before its maturity date once it matures in the balance sheet of the investor then it will be taxed at uh, slab rate just like fixed deposits so there will be no uh, tax benefit in that case if the investor held uh, mld till the maturity date so uh, is it true that uh, it has to be sold before the maturity date and if so since you already said that you know uh, mlds doesn't have any liquidity in the secondary market how is it possible so uh yeah i agree with what you just said but just small uh, uh correction over there so mlds have to be sold before the maturity to take care to take benefit of the uh, ltcg taxation though again cbdt has not uh, really clarified what is its take on that so we are currently acting in a gray area if you want to call it that but then again those sold is not uh, so obviously it can uh, uh, it cannot mature in the balance sheet of the investor if it matures you don't get benefit of the ltcg guidelines but then again they are not sold back to the issuer so they are sold to another counterparty uh, in the secondary market issuer will only pay at the time of redemption only maturity only so issuer doesn't buy it back uh, on 33 so i suppose it's a 36 month mld they will not buy Buy it back on thirty-four months or thirty-three months. On thirty-four months, one investor will sell it to another investor to make sure that the first investor gets the benefit of the LTCG, and the second investor pays hundred percent interest on the three, uh, on the two months of the bond that they have held. Uh, that is the maximum taxation that is possible according to their balance sheet. So that is how the structure happens. It is not that the issuer buys it back before the term. One thing. secondly the yeah so liquidity in the market is very low at the time uh, after the issuance till the time last 2 3 months of the tenor of the uh, mld goes because hardly any investor finds any benefit out of buying it in between term and uh, you know kind of uh, say suppose uh, 36 month mld uh, i will be not be very comfortable buying it at 18 or 20th month and then probably paying interest on uh, taxation on it for the rest of the tenor when uh, the maturity happens so usually in secondary market there is uh, in between that the liquidity is very low but at the end of the tenor the liquidity is extremely high because all these exits are happening and the people who are buying it for two months comparing it to the liquid return like liquid fund returns for one month two months that is uh, they get a very high return compared to that and obviously the taxation is for them is still remains the same what the liquid fund offers them 
so they are very okay with buying that uh, comparing it to the return they get so that's a you can say could go pro pro that happens in the market uh, the both of both of both of the best best of both the worlds uh, are enjoyed by both the investors so issuer is nowhere involved in the entire end game that happens understand what about the buyback buyback if there is a clause for a call option then yes a buyback can happen but mostly mlds may or may not have them matlab mostly it in all practical purpose it is not there even if it's there it is hardly ever ever exercised in case of mlds for perpetuals for other type of bonds call options is do is exercised by the issuers depending on the market conditions for but for mlds again the tenor is so small and then again uh, the structure is made that way that the call option even if there is only for cosmetic purposes it is hardly ever exercised and usually put call put option is never there on any of this these scripts understand it's a uh, great uh, talking to you about mlds punit uh, thank you so much for joining us today thank you so much satya thank you so much for your time sure thank you bye bye thank you bye bye see you that's all for now in this episode listeners if you have any queries or suggestions you can reach out to me on twitter my handle is @satyasontanam s a t y a s o n t a n a m or you can also write to us at mintmoney@livemint.com bye bye This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.